I think this is it. Rachel might jump on. Paul might jump on. Anthony, happy birthday, Anthony. Happy birthday to our one listener of this episode. March 23. <laughs> March 23, 1984. What a day. What, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do that? Why did, why did it take? I like it. There's so many Zoom mysteries that I don't know how to do, oh, and I will dude. never learn. For all our loyal listeners, Carrie keeps dissolving into a goat in her background. <laughs> oh, I've got news. Ready for my news? Let's Guess hear your news, Chad. I made a new podcast. Yay! <laughs> What's this one? It's on Spotify only for now, since it's an anchor. It's called Three Brothers Ricks. So you can That's look amazing. it up on your Spotify. You should look it up right now and see the picture that we have on Three Brothers Ricks on Spotify. I don't have Spotify. I need to get the MP3. <laughs> well, it will be shared to uh, iTunes Music. No, podcast, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you have a page on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it shares automatically. Wait. So it's since it's. So I host it. So Anchor is the host. Well, I could just, you can look it up on Anchor. It's a Anchor podcast. It's just called uh, Three Brothers Ricks. What if I search it on the internet? Nothing's coming up. That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's what I, I was confused because there's a podcast called Three Brothers. But that's it. Oh, I see it here on Spotify. No, I don't want notifications. Oh my word, that picture is amazing. <laughs> Hold it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've seen that picture. Yeah, that was from 2019. It's a good one. We all went to the family uh, homestead. The ancestral home and uh for my grandma's funeral i think that was the last time we were all together maybe so yeah it's been a while so that's my news i'm doing a brother's podcast so give us the elevator pitch for this podcast oh what's your value proposition wow well i'm not hosting it on chad's various podcast page because I'm assuming that my brothers are going to share it with family members and I don't want family members to know about Chad's various podcast page. <laughs> oh, what's the proposition? It's, oh, it's just like a brother's chat. And we talk about stories and this one, we talked about scary movies growing up and like nightmares that we would have. That was fun. That's amazing. Now there's ghosts in the ancestral home. Where is the ancestral home? In Brigham City. It's a. Do you talk about the movie Brigham City? I don't think we've ever seen it. None of us. Really? I've never seen it. I've never seen it, actually. I can't <laughs> be shocked. I haven't seen it either, but I am shocked that you haven't seen it. <laughs> I didn't I'm watch the only it. one that's seen it? Well, it wasn't filmed in Brigham City, so I protested it. Oh, dear. Smart. 
I oh, I think I have watched it. Wilfred Richard Brimley. Dutcher I plays that. a. Uh, what is he? He's the sheriff, and he might be like the bishop. He's like mm -hmm. at least on the bishopric. Oh, and there's a serial and, killer in their midst. Yeah, right. So fun. <laughs> Good touch. <laughs> and oh yeah, the other thing that I was going to do is, I was gonna, since the last time we spoke, what movies have I watched and logged in Letterbox? So let's check it out. Uh, what was the last movie you watched? Hell Caesar. So mm -hmm. I watched Palm Springs on February 10. I like that one. I said I liked it. The first half was insane and crude. And then there was a big tonal shift, which I enjoyed as well. I wanted to see more of Sarah and less of Niles. J.K. Simmons was a delight. I liked it and did not cry. I thought about it for a few <laughs> days after. So I guess it stuck with me. Blythe Spirit 2020. Have you guys ever seen that one? Mm -mm. The first half was much better than the second. When Elvira ruins property and attempts murder, it stops being fun. Love the doctor. Dame Judy was fine. Dan Stevens was so mopey and sad, and that's not so fun. Leslie Mann did her best, but I never bought that they were in love. What movie is this? <laughs> it's called Blythe Spirit. So the 40s had a Blythe Spirit. And it's got mm -hmm. like Margaret Rutherford or something like that. And it's great. Mm -hmm. But the new 2021 um, isn't, uh, they tried. It was just a remake. <laughs> and then I, I, we watched The World's End. And I watched this one with Rachel. So here's my review. It's fun to think that now in 2022, the year 2002, is like 1990 for Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Fun movie, loved it. The best part was sitting next to Rachel because she had no idea what the plot was and the first bathroom fight was a complete surprise. Rosamund Pike is always charming. Simon Pegg's character was a little too annoying. Not enough Eddie Marsden for me. What movie was that? I missed it. That was The World's, the World's End. End. Oh yeah, I saw Where that. They, they do a pub crawl and there's an mm -hmm. alien invasion. Mm -hmm. my, <laughs> Rachel thought it was like Rachel thought it was a dr a drug tripping out scene. <laughs> like he did he like take some drugs or something? What is going on? And he's like, and she's like, I didn't say anything. He's like, this is where this movie's going. <laughs> my favorite comment that I've seen on that movie was somebody that watched it and like couldn't believe that uh what's his name uh nick frost character was drinking a full glass of water at every single pub and then realized everybody else is drinking a pint and that didn't even phase them and then the person's yeah. like wait maybe i'm an alcoholic so, yeah it's the water that's unbelievable uh -huh. yeah i like, can't believe that you could drink five glasses of water or whatever it's but a it's lot of beer water. no problem i've only got a couple more so on uh, march <laughs> On it's March 5th, on March 5th, it's been more than a month because we postponed. March 5th was the French Dispatch. And so I said, the last section about the chef and police chief's son kidnapping was great. I didn't love the prison artist or revolution one. Too much twee charm. Lots of fast talking, uh, but five stars to the animated police chase scene. Too much twee charm is like the headline of 
how I feel about Wes Anderson, everything he ever makes. Oh, man. I think it needs more twee charm. I, I used to this. be a gigantic fan. I don't know what happened. I just This one was so full of twee charm. Did you watch it, Sean? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. We talked about this on the podcast, so our loyal listeners will uh No, I I said that it was maybe my least favorite Wes Anderson movie, which still means it's a pretty good movie in my book. Which one was your favorite segment? Do you remember? Um See, that's the thing about it to me is it felt so disjointed that like I don't really have like it didn't stick with me like a lot of other movies do. Um, the Owen Wilson driving his bike around that city was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to rewatch it. It's on HBO now. It's I think. On something, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I just recently watched a, a YouTube video of somebody who was like talking about the how it's all visually set up and how it's almost like to a metronome, like the beats of all the movements and stuff. So now I want to watch it again because the YouTube guy made it sound like it was better than I thought. Oh, it was. I'm, there's so much going on on the screen mm-hmm. and, and words and every, there's so much details that it was, it was pretty much overwhelming. Yeah. It seemed like it had like a lot of the Wes Anderson visual stuff. Like it was stylistically his most Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. It's kind of, made it a worse movie because it didn't have so much plot and character and you know all those other things that you need to make a good movie but i still loved it uh what i I still gave it uh three and a half so i guess i didn't love it (laughs) (laughs) rachel watched it with me or some of half of it with me and i think three and a half five Three and a half out of ten, Carrie. <laughs> Five stars. Hey, you want a fruit it. snack? Last one, and then we'll move on to the main event. Death on the Nile. Uh, only me and Rachel in the theater. Loved it. Finally, a backstory to the mustaches. Hate Army Hammer. Here you go. But I gave it five stars. It was great. All I know about that movie is the scene of Gal Gadot on the stairs on the boat with the champagne that went viral. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't even remember what she's saying now, but it's terrible. Uh, She's amazing and terrible. Uh, What does she say? She's like, fill the the river Nile with champagne or something like that. I don't know. Ridiculous. Yeah, she wasn't so bad. She's not in it as much as the previews indicate. But I mean, she's still a star. And Army Hammer is just the worst. That's all. You know what I found That's out what yesterday? You know about him or his acting in the movie? I just don't like looking at him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of it. All He's of it, just Carrie. too handsome for you? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I used to like me. looking at him a lot. But... He was in um, Rebecca, the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. saw that. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the end of it with Rachel. That's why it's not on this thing. It was okay. I'm halfway through a bunch of movies. I started the um, the last duel, and that, <clears throat> that is dark and moody. And I wanted to watch the power of the dog. I watched that <clears throat> one this month. It was good. I, I don't think I can it. watch any movie that Sam Elliott disapproves of. Oh, why doesn't he like I'm the just Tower kidding. of the Dog? He, because I don't know. It's 
about homosexuality and he's a real man's man and the real director that somebody asked Jane Campion about it on a red carpet somewhere and she was like listen he's not like some rugged American man he's an actor like I don't really care what he thinks about my movie yeah it was great she's great I don't like most of her movies but I think she's great this one was really weird because it was like a really well shot Western movie with a Johnny Greenwood score. So the whole time I felt like it was supposed to be There Will Be Blood, but it wasn't. It was a very different movie from that. I don't know. It like it kind of had the same vibe, but at the same time didn't. And it, I don't know, it, it threw me a little bit. I want to try it one of these days. I liked it. It's worth watching. That's it. That's my uh, letterbox up to date. Any thoughts or any inputs? What have you guys been watching? I think the only movie I've watched in the last month was the Owen Wilson, Jennifer Lopez rom-com, Marry Me. Oh, oh wow, no. wow, wow. You did? <laughs> Which is honestly, Like on purpose? Yes. <clears throat> is it, it streaming now? It's Yeah, it's only... Maybe it was in theaters, but I... Think it's only ever been streaming mostly. okay um, i want to watch it it's better than i thought it was going to be they're a weird pair yeah but jennifer lopez is like i don't know what it is about her i don't think she makes the best movie choices but she's a delight to watch like there's just <laughs> something like really warm and magnetic about her i don't know if you guys watched hustlers but that movie no. about the, the <laughs> is it good it's amazing, but she's amazing in it. I mean, it's about, it, you know what it's about. Sure. Um, but she's, <laughs> I could watch like 10 hours of Jennifer Lopez in her Hustlers character. Like she's just, I don't, she's incredible. So. Oh, that's exciting. Maybe it's fine. I've okay. only seen the preview for that movie, but it seems to me like in a comedy movie or tv show when there's a movie within the movie that's like just so over the top and ridiculous it seems like that's what that movie is like are you talking about marry me marry me yeah yeah, it seems bizarre to me that like that it exists in the real world and that it's not an imaginary like movie within a movie no it's definitely not a real movie it's too (laughs) it's too bizarre but you know it's it's a it's an enjoyable way to pass an hour and a half two hours do you watch like series or uh, mini series or documentaries or other other things that aren't movies? Yeah. Or just not turn on the TV? Oh, no, I constantly watch TV. It's always running while I'm working. <laughs> but not just movies, though. Movies, it's too much of a time commitment. I never have like a lot of time to just sit on the couch and stare at the tv i only have time to watch three episodes of tv in a row did you watch reacher (laughs) yes we watched reacher was it good or bad was he a good actor or have you read the book i've seen the first four episodes i decided that he wasn't a good actor he's not a good actor but like he fits the character i guess but the character's so over the top like everything that he does yeah. And you're supposed to be amazed, like, wow, this is a man's man. Like, he's uh, laying down the law and taking out the drug lords. And I liked Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. 
Yeah, I didn't hate it, I but like, like everyone was so mad about the fact that Tom Cruise is short and Jack Reacher is supposed to be gigantic. Like that was everyone's main complaint well, about it's that just, movie. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about that complaint, but it was just so like pulpy and over the top and yeah. just like a perfect Tom Cruise. I mean, it it worked. Yeah, yeah it's a it Tom works because it's, it's Tom Cruise. Too it's over, ridiculous. The, the show is too over the top. Like there are so many things that just had us laughing out loud, and I can't remember them now because they promptly like fled my brain because it's nonsense. But yeah, it's enjoyable. I'll finish it one day. Yeah. Anything what else? What else are we watching? Oh, have have any of you guys watched Severance yet on Apple? All of you should. Here, let's step, take a step back. Hold on. How many it. streaming services do you subscribe to? <laughs> All of so, them. So let's see. There's Hulu. Yeah. Netflix. You're not going to name one that Apple. I don't have. All I do is watch TV. Paramount Plus. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. We even uh, have the CBS one. Um, Criterion Collection. No. Criterion Channel. No, we don't, because Sean hates art movies. <laughs> Sean hates art. Don't listen. Art to is me. the worst. We just Carrie doesn't even know this yet, but yesterday I got my mom's Apple TV password. You did? Yeah. Okay, so Severance is amazing. Do you know what the premise is? Yes, I have Disney Plus. Yes, we have ESPN, whatever the premium thing is. Do you subscribe to cable too? Fubo, I think. Oh yeah, that's free. Our live TV thing. It's not free. Oh no, Pluto TV is free. Okay, Peacock, Jessica. We have Peacock, yes. Pluto TV has MST3K, the channel. (laughs) There's a channel? Yeah, and it just plays MST3K. Look it up. Uh, It's called Pluto TV, and it should just be on your smart TV or whatever. There's an MST, there's a Baywatch channel too. I've been watching MST3K lately. And there's a Rift Tracks channel right next to the uh, MST3K. That makes sense. So, sorry. No, no satellite TV though. No, but HBO Max. We're not satellite people. Yes, HBO Max. We didn't have it for a while, but then <laughs> I too can't many good shows were on. What came out that I needed to watch, so we got it again. We like go on and off all of them, but right now we are on with all of them. So that's, Awesome. So, but you uh, you jump around and watch different series, and then once in a while you watch a movie. Yes. Yeah. But Severance, you guys need to watch. What's the premise? It's about these people who work for this large. Company. Oh, it's the Adam Scott one, right? It's the Adam Scott one, and it has like John Turturro. And that looks really good, actually. It is. It takes a few episodes to kind of get going, but it is great. And I mean, let me know when you guys have watched it because there are things that I really, really, really love about it that I don't feel like I can talk about it because they would be spoilery. But it's like the deeper that you get into it and understand like, oh, there's a bug on the wall. Like (laughs) what is going on? Just the more terrifying it gets. Like it's almost feeling, it's sci-fi, I guess, but it's feeling more and more horror-like just because of the implications of the premise. Not because anything horror horrific is happening, but yeah. It's great. Recommend. What's that on HBO? Apple. Apple. How much is that? Like all of them are like 15 or something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah. Something like that. It's 10 bucks probably. Uh, What about Sean and Carrie? You guys watch series instead of movies? 
<laughs> Sometimes. I watched a lot of movies this month, but I don't think I want to go through all of them. Give us the highlights. Yes, give us the title. I'll give you the a, highlights. I watched uh, 12 of them. I love it or hate it. Okay. Movies. Yeah, some of these movies were just like, how can I make the next two hours of my life disappear? Yeah. And they weren't. Things. So first one, classic Robin Hood Men in Tights. First love time it. I watched it since I was a kid and it was exactly as good as I expected, which was <laughs> not that good. Yeah. Um, Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I got all the all songs the memorized. Yeah, we're men, manly men, men in tight, tight tights. Um, <laughs> the next one is Obvious Child, because I like Jenny Slate. It wasn't, it was fine. Um, Tusk, not good. You is that Elijah that? Wood? Yeah. No, that's... Uh, that's Walrus. Justin Long. So Tusk, yeah, you don't have to talk about it. It was... <laughs> It, it wasn't good. It wasn't like as horrifying as I had heard. It just wasn't like a well-made movie and I didn't like anything about it. Okay. Um, don't, don't look up. That was fine. Yeah. It was, it was kind of over the top. Um, yeah. Like I liked it, but I was also watching it from the point of view of does this deserve to be a best picture, which made me overcritical of it. Maybe. It Is it fine. nominated for best Oh, I don't. I don't know. Thanks. It might be. It better. It's happen. nominated I mean, for it's... a bunch of stuff. The problem with the Oscars is like ten years ago or whatever they switched it to like ten nominees for best picture, so a bunch right. of really bad movies slip in. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's nominated for best picture. Ugh. That's nuts. And it, yeah, it shouldn't be. I watched Power of the Dog. I watched. That's nominated. Uh huh. The worst person in the world, which is the Norwegian yeah, I heard, film nomination. I've heard good things. Hold on. I really like that one. That was my my movie of the month. Ugh. And Tick Tick Boom, which was a good movie, but it wasn't for me. I'm not a musical theater guy, so it was like, yeah, I was. I didn't love Rent. Audience. I mean, well, yeah. I've never seen Rent, and I've heard some songs, <laughs> so I, I don't didn't love, it. love Rent. I don't I've love never rent. seen it, but I don't love it. <laughs> I know. I mean, Chad, to... who likes paying rent? That's right. Um, I should Lee... write a musical called Mortgage. Mortgage. What is it? It'll Lee? Be a smash. Flee, F L E E. It's oh. the um, Danish. No. Shoot, where is it? Did from? you like Worst Person it's... in the World? Yeah, I loved it. That was. That was my favorite movie i watched this month cool um flea is an animated documentary about um a man who was fleeing from uh oh gosh i just watched it iraq iran um but it's the story about him you know basically running away and trying to find like stability in his life again after that and it was really good that one's also nominated for you know, best foreign film. So it's an Iraq foreign film or Iran? It's, well, it's not because it's, I'm not sure what country made it because he ended up in, um, Denmark. Was it Denmark? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. Okay. So like the movie is filmed in Danish and he's talking to his friends in Danish because that's where he ended up when he was like high school age. Okay. Um, Turning Red, we watched that with the family. It was good. I love that. 
Um, I watched the other guys. So that one, when I put it in my spreadsheet. Is that the I, office pop where they like shoot it in the Jake office? Huh? I'm a it's, peacock uh, captain. You got to let me fly. Yeah. That's Don't go one. chasing waterfalls. Is that uh-huh. the one with Jake Johnson and what's what's his name? No, it's, it's uh, Mark. No, it's Will Ferrell. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, you're Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I, I typed it in my spreadsheet and realized that I had already seen it less than two years ago and I didn't remember anything about it. So that's the, the level <laughs> that, liked that, that movie's at. <laughs> I liked and then it. I watched, I watched The Quiet Man. Let's yep. About that. Yep. And Drive My Car. Oh, okay. Foreign film nominee. Yeah, I've heard of it. I really like that one. It was really long and slow, but it was really good. And that's it. Yeah, I'm going uh, to take Rachel to the theaters. And guess what movie we're going to watch? The new Sandra Bullock, like, island movie. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt. Tater Todd. I'm a Channing Tatum fan. I love it. So is Sean. I think he'd marry Channing Tatum if he could. He's my celeb crush right now. Did you watch 21 Jump Street? No. Did I've, you watch I've... 22 Jump Street? That's no. one of the few sequels to a dumb comedy that's like as good as the first one. They're both great. There's Channing Tatum dancing in Free Guy. And then there's Channing Tatum dancing in, oh, what movie did we just Hail watch? Hail Caesar. In? Hail Caesar dancing, yep. So I'm a big fan of just those two. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Carrie, your turn. What have you been watching? Okay, I had to look it up. <laughs> did you keep it track in a spreadsheet too? I know. I need to. No, I went to Netflix and did the activity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Recently watched. Right. So I like to watch when I'm working on stuff like art or chores around the house. Like either just really crappy YouTube videos or um, horror films. Okay. Yeah. So I watched Hostel to see what the big deal was about. Yikes. That that was a lot of everything. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Yes. I watched yes. the newer When a Stranger Calls. Um, and I've seen okay. the old one too. So and I had seen this one like when it came out. And it was worse than I remembered. And I saw almost all of Resident, the Resident Evil movies. I haven't seen the newest one yet. And what else have I watched? That's that's really fun. Yeah, you just, just put on random couple, horror movies. Yeah. Are... <laughs> oh, and I watched Mystery Science Theater three thousand, uh, the Killer Fish one. Fun. That's from the newest, the newer iteration of MST3K. I miss <clears> Joel. Like I like Mike and the new guy's fine, but I like Joel. He's the best. How do you see you recently watched? It was, you go to where your picture is and go down to account. Okay. Yeah, account. And then let's see, why aren't you letting me? Oh, it says go to the Netflix webpage to manage your account. Yeah, picks you to the website. Oh, are you on your phone? Yeah, I wanted to be. Oh. And I've been watching when I, uh, sorry, when I'm doing the pottery on my wheel, I like to watch um, 
major crimes which is kind of like the sequel to the closer it's like a crime procedural cool. i just love all the characters in it they're all great so yep a movie that's gonna be on my next month's uh what's it called <clears throat> recap is a uh, farewell my lovely i'm reading raymond chandler right now oh, okay and then there's a 1975 raymond chandler farewell my lovely uh adaptation mm -hmm. and it looks really bad like <laughs> the 70s did not do a good job of like noir gumshoe like hard-boiled detective most movies from the 70s are pretty terrible it just oh looks, and i've been watching the oh. um nightmare and elm street movies because i've never watched them before so oh yeah that has like johnny depp like in the, the first, first one couple. right mm-hmm yeah, he was adorable in that one. That was bad. All right, that's it. That's the recap. Jessica, why? Oh, what do we do first? Do we do the summary and then watch the trailer and then ask Jessica why she picked this movie? I don't remember. We can do that. Trailer what, first. You I think bring it's trailer up? first. Yeah, bring up a trailer for Quiet Man. Let's do the trailer. I have it here. Ready to go. Show my screen. Oh, wait. I did this wrong. I have to actually share. And you got to share audio, too. Let me make sure I'm sharing audio. Share sound. Okay, let me know if you can't hear it. I'd like to tell you about the quiet man. He's John <laughs> Wayne in a picture you'll soon be cheering. It's the story of Sean Thornton, a right-intended man who came from America to forget his past in Innisfree. There, he met a fiery, red-headed lass, and the village marriage broker went to work. That's a pretty bonnet you have on. Bonnet? Don't you be talking to me about bonnets. After leaving mine stuck up there like a... Easy now. Have the good manners not to hit the man until he's your husband, and until he'll hit you back. Then her bully of a brother, Red Will Danaher, refused to pay her rightful dowry. <laughs> no locks or bolts between us, Mary-Kate, except those in your own mercenary little heart. Mary-Kate left him to go to Dublin, but he caught her at the station and brought her back with the whole town watching him do it. I'll pay you. Never! Then the fight was on, a fight they're still talking about in Innisfree. It's a wonderful picture. The finest ever brought to the screen by John Ford, and he's won three Academy Awards. His direction makes unforgettable the performances of John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, Barry Fitzgerald, and Victor McLaughlin. Check out this. That was like the whole movie recap. They spoiled everything. So trailers used to be. They just show the whole thing. I mean, they still do that. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
All right. So, what's the, well, I don't think you really need to go through the plot summary, but you can add some more details if you want. <laughs> um, let me see. So John Wayne is a retired boxer. You don't find this out until late in the movie, but he accidentally killed someone in a fight and he's haunted by it. So he comes back to his ancestral homeland and buys his ancestral home and courts and marries Maureen O'Hara. But in order to get her brother to agree to let them court and marry, the townspeople have to trick him and say, this widow that you're into will marry you, but not until your sister's out of the house. So then all of a sudden he agrees. Um, He gets mad at them at the wedding. I can't remember why. And is like giving her the dowry and everything, but takes it back and Sean Thornton, John Wayne is like, who cares? I don't need the dowry. Like I married you, but that is Maureen O'Hara's pride. And she, I mean, she says at one point that she's basically been a servant all her life. So to her having all of that stuff would have meant that she's finally come into her own. Um, so she's mad at him, refuses. She was 32 when this was filmed. Yes. And he was 45. Yeah. Something like that. He looks very old. He looks Um, so old and she looks a lot older than 32. Yeah. I think it's the makeup. It weirds me out how old they both are actually, even though I'm older than she was. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so you're not like courting while you're like being watched. I mean, I basically was, we got married when I was 31. So and you we, had like we a, might as well have been if we were in Ireland in the 20s. Somebody that's right. Okay. Time. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, was when your your brother finally gave you permission to get married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have a brother? I have two brothers. Yeah. Um, Carrie. Do they approve brother. of Sean? <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They like him a lot, actually. All right. Did, um, they, did you make them fight? Did I make them fight? No. No. Should have. Are your brothers like 40 years older than you, like in this movie? (laughs) Why was he so old? I don't know. He was so old. I thought for sure it was her dad until. No, you guys, people were just older back then. (laughs) That was just the thing. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. He like he's gotta be, I didn't look up how old he was, but he's gotta be like 60, right? I was concerned about how old John Wayne was. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he was born in like 1907. You guys, I've been to his house. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. So (laughs) he like refuses the dowry. She's super pissed about it. Refuses to join him in conjugal felicity until he gets it. Um, Until he gets the dowry? Yeah, and decides to force his hand by getting on a train to Dublin or something. But he finds out, comes, grabs her off the train. And then the end of the movie is just this epic scene where he's like literally dragging her five miles to her brother's house to demand the dowry. And the brother says, no, there's no way I'm giving you the money now because he's so mad. Because he walked that five miles earlier in the movie because she left him five miles, like some for some reason. It was like raining or something. Yes. My feet were hurting just watch, walking him, like stomping for five miles. That's how they walked back then. <laughs> he was stomping all, every time he'd walk. John Wayne was so like stiff. He's just, he's like a big Frankenstein of a man. Yeah. And his legs don't bend the way that ours do. 
Um, Stop making excuses for John Wayne. <laughs> there are no. Oh, um, anyways, what he refuses to give the dowry, John Wayne throws her back and says, well, then we're not married. The deal's off. And then the brother and John Wayne have a fist fight all across the town. And it's, I read one review that called it Homeric. Like it's truly an epic. Okay. Um, and then it was really long. It is very over. long. Yeah. <laughs> eventually everybody reconciles and they get the dowry and she has her things, et cetera, et cetera. And the brother gets married or engaged too. And the brother and the widow start courting. So all's well that ends well. Um, why did I choose this movie? What's your history with it? I watch it a lot. My mom is a huge John Wayne fan. That's why I've been to John Wayne's ancestral home. Um, but <laughs> ancestral home. I wonder how many times that's been said in this episode. <laughs> so many. I can say it a few more if you want. Um, I don't know. I watch it every year around St. Patrick's Day, you know, because it's like it's pretty real irish you know that technicolor green really pops. It, it is really beautiful the landscapes are amazing um and we were going to be meeting right before saint patrick's day and honestly i picked it because i had a list of like six movies and this was at the bottom of the list and none of the other ones were available on any streaming service for free so <laughs> quiet man one out i was going to be watching it anyways um i enjoy it i can't necessarily endorse like the sexual politics of this movie because just the gender roles and the dynamics there and the way that he treats her sometimes make me super uncomfortable, but it's also very adorable and very beautiful at times. And I like watching gentle people leading quiet lives, which most of the people in this movie are doing. And it's very calming to me. So. Awesome. That was, it's something that I wouldn't have chosen. And I don't think it's exactly made for me, but I, I liked how I watched it, at least, you know. What does that mean? I'll read you my Quiet Man uh, review. That's on my, ready for it? I said, um, I don't think this one was for me. John Wayne isn't a good quiet man. <laughs> <laughs> He's too much of a personality to be a quiet. All right. Maureen O'Hara was great. Michaeline was the best little man. To many, too many father and squire and reverence. Pretty technicolor scenes contrast with the drab sound stage. Everyone wins at the end. So that's good. Three and a half. That Michaeline was great. And there were a lot of like priests and fathers and reverends. I mean, there's literally just two of them, right? There's the reverend and the priest. And then the bishop comes to town. Isn't Michaeline one? No. He's not like a he's priest just, or something. Yeah, he's just like he's just the, the village maker. character. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then the father. Well, the man about town. <clears throat> I also think the dynamics yeah. between the priest and the reverend are interesting because this is like before the troubles, before all the conflicts between Protestants and Catholics flared up. And I read that that is kind of the way the two faiths would have interacted. Like they would have been friendly and not totally in conflict during this time didn't they mention the ira at uh, the end there's somebody that mentions it and also something interesting that i read is when someone is giving a toast at their wedding and says something like may we all live in 
may you live in something and something and freedom, but there's like a tiny pause before freedom. And the original line is national freedom, which is like a reference obviously to Irish independence, but it's been censored from most versions of the movie. Oh, wow. For whatever reason. I read that there's that scene with the holy water where he scoops it up for yeah that that was shot in a protestant church and so it was this huge thing and they almost kicked out the production and that's why they finally settled on having the holy water outside of the church so there was some tension around that while they were filming i guess that's interesting so why was there was there holy water inside the protestant church do protestant churches have holy water no, it was supposed to be inside the church and it was supposed to be representing a Catholic church, but the Protestant church was like, you can't bring holy water in here. That's a Catholic thing. Oh, okay. And like, even for filming, they wouldn't, yeah, they didn't want anything to do with the Catholics, I guess. Yeah, because huh? this would have been filmed later when things were starting to flare up. 52. Yeah, I was wondering why it was outside because usually isn't it right inside the mm-hmm. door, like at the entrance? Yep. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that like a thing to do that you scoop up holy water for someone? I've never seen know. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, my impression was that it's not the kind of thing that you do, which is why it was like so bold of him to do it. Because he's an but, American. He doesn't know. Did he have yeah. money? In the movie, like his character? Yep. Yes. It seemed like it. He didn't yeah. seem worried about money at all. Yeah, like he, is, he, didn't have a he job. had a very successful career and has retired from his boxing career. So, and Ireland was very poor in this time period. So, like maybe he had money. We don't know how much though, but like his money would have gone a lot further where he went. And there's an interesting, just in reference to like maybe, this is how I read it, a reference to how poor like the village would have been that when he is first at his house and like fixing the roof and stuff, the reverend and his wife come over and are looking at it and they're like, that's a proper Irish house. That's the way it should be. You never see like roofs like this, you know, basically saying nobody can afford to fix up their roof in the way mm-hmm. that it should be, which makes me thatched... kind of sad, honestly. Yeah. Do they have thatched roofs in England, Carrie? I don't remember seeing any. I mean, most people live on like those buildings that are like a block long with doors, you know, like flats essentially. Yeah. That was most of it. And then richer people lived in like duplexes and very, very rarely had their own house. And they were all um, regular houses, not fancy cottage with thatched roofs. Modern, that's the word I was looking for. Was it green? Uh, England? Yep. It was absolutely beautiful. Yes, it was very green and very hilly. And the skies felt very large there. And sometimes it was very foggy and hilly. And so it made it feel like you were on top of the world in some places. Did you ever see anyone get punched and then they fell in a river? No. <laughs> no, you didn't have the whole experience. Did you ever like see anybody fishing and then just jump into the rivers for some reason? <laughs> Can't say I have. Sorry to disappoint. Do we have any more questions for Carrie? I think this could go on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul. 
Oh. Um. How's it going? <laughs> it's going really good. Sorry that we showed up late. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We just barely started talking about the movie. <laughs> Are you for real? You oh, know man. how it goes. Yeah. Well, we uh I've I'm Lone Ranger today, so like I, I got two of the three down, and then Tommy right here. He's gonna have to go to bed pretty soon, but I, I just feel like such a scab because <laughs> I was I was like, oh my gosh, like we finally watched like this old school classic and all, all these awesome things to say and then I didn't even have a, a chance to pop in. So I'm I'm trying my I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone. How many humans do we have here? Not very many? Yeah, no, just, 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 just support us. It's Anthony's birthday. Will never said anything. Jason's saying that his baby is an excuse. Which, uh, uh, I mean, how man. hard is a newborn baby? Newborn yeah. babies are so easy. Yeah, they get up and walk and just join the uh, elephant herd. Day one. Yeah. yeah, feed themselves. Baba dooba dooba daba. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Do you want to? Do you want to tell them any songs, Tommy? Do you want to sing a song? A little bit shy. Yeah. Tommy, oh. how old are you? How old are you? Wow, so old. That is three year olds today. Yeah. That was that's currently correct, although he's been making that for about two and a half years now. <laughs> like like you just you've seen other people make that, but it's finally right. So we're really excited. <laughs> There's no way. Two and a half years? No, he's almost four, but like yeah. Gosh, so so what's going down, people? I feel like I just Jumped right in the middle, interrupted everything. You guys probably already talked about everything that matters. Well, we yeah. did the uh, we did the YouTube um, the trailer trailer, and that Man. was just like a summary of the whole movie. And then Jessica further summarized the movie and talked about uh, her love for John Wayne. <laughs> Real love, or like I can't I can't tell what's sarcastic and what's not right now. Is my mom is okay. my mom is okay. a really big John Wayne fan. I yeah, her, her I mom's feel love for John Wayne. Whatever about John Wayne. She's okay. been to his house. I have been to his house. Where is that, Jessica? In Iowa, like west of Des Moines. He okay. only lived there for a little while, but this was like in the teens. He lived there. And no conversation about Forty pounds of poo in his colon or anything like it's just John Wayne the the legend. What? An- forty pounds of poo. what? <laughs> didn't, what? He, didn't, he, didn't he like die with like forty pounds of poo in his body or something like that? I've never heard this. <laughs> Sorry, I I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I now no, there's it. probably not. It will forever be what it how says. I it's, believe John Wayne died. It's, this is from Snopes. It walks, said that according to the autopsy, John through. Wayne had 40 pounds of impacted fecal matter in his body at death. Elvis oh, reportedly had 60. What? <laughs> <laughs> horrified <laughs> Carrie this Sorry. is something to think about the next time you're doing housework because this is true horror yes. oh yeah so, we, we, Snope, did, we, we discovered that, that Carrie, 
we discovered that oh it's false we discovered that carrie watches horror movies when she like does art and cleans the house so that's intense wait why why do you watch horror movies when you do those things (laughs) instead instead of just the week before halloween and then never do it again yeah right the spooky season spooky season is all year long but oh, when man. we go on vacation and visit Carrie's sister, they just watch the worst horror movies the whole time. They sit on the couch and do crafts and watch like intentionally bad horror movies. And yeah, I'm just amazing. like, what am I yeah, supposed to do. do with myself? Yeah, that's well, that's vacation. what I was going to say. Like w- when <laughs> did, was that unveiled to you post matrimonial bliss or did you kind of oh, yeah. know what you're getting into? No, that was that was late in the game. I, I like <laughs> horror movies, but um <clears throat> I like good movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What a snob. <laughs> yeah. You're a horror snob. Oh my gosh. Well, and uh, so Jessica, I also wanted, did you already tell everybody how come you chose this one versus others? Like you said, your mom. Loves I did. Horror. Yeah. I, yeah. My mom was a big John Wayne fan. She also actually really loves this movie, but I watch this every year around St. Patrick's Day just to feel some false festive spirit and (laughs) I just it's you know there's a lot I could say about it but it's just kind of a sweet and comfortable movie to watch so they were actually showing this movie at my local AMC theater this past week because it's the 70th anniversary so it was appropriate to be choosing it I guess it's in the zeitgeist yeah that's like a convergence yeah we were what we were were we asking carrie what she thought about the movie or did were we just asking her random questions we were asking her if things that happened in the movie happened to her on her mission in england. <laughs> on, on england that's right no fat shrews <laughs> we just just conflated like the entire just like oh all europe's the same <laughs> <laughs> well anyways carrie what do you think about it i enjoyed it i loved intensely every single character in this except for john wayne it felt like me too john wayne as john wayne (laughs) as this character i mean that's his shtick in every movie right it's he's just being himself and everybody else is acting around him yeah and he's like he's nothing like this person but he reminds me i was telling this to sean that he reminds me of donald trump where the reality of the person is more of a caricature than what anyone else could do to portray them as, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he just is so much himself that he's a caricature of himself almost. And so it just, it was very hard to get past like his, his affect, I guess that's the right word. Like it just made me watch and think what other actors would have done a better job. Like that character that he was, playing reminded me a lot of I don't know if you've seen it happened one night um with Clark Gable um and oh, I can't remember the actress right now Claudette uh Colbert is that her yeah Claudette Colbert um and I feel like that character should have been John Wayne Clark Gable as Peter whatever instead of yeah John Wayne as the quiet man but yeah I was was texting with Jessica about I was like 
I don't know, 20 minutes into the movie and I was texting Jessica saying, if anything happened to Michaeline, like you let me know now because <laughs> he, he, he is a Norman Rockwell painting. Like he looks like he's from every single Norman Rockwell painting, like in the best way possible. He is absolute perfection. He must be protected at all costs. If he's in any other movies where he's playing a similar character, I want to watch it. He's just, I love him. He's perfect. I think it's funny that you say that he's like a a person in a normal Norman Rockwell painting, because I'm pretty sure that this was based on a story that was first published in the Saturday Evening Post. Oh, really? Yeah. So cool. (laughs) It's together. He was the best part of my review where I called, he was the best little man. He was, he was perfect. Yeah. What did he say in the bedroom when he looked at the bed that was broken? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it was like, um, so that's how it is, or I don't know. Oh, he's like indignity or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I loved um, Maureen O'Hara. Like, I was talking with Sean about this a little bit about how when she's feeling normal, she's very quiet and observant and almost like pixie like. But then you get her going and she loses her temper. Then she like completely comes out of her shell and she's just this very all over the place type person. I found it very endearing. I know Sean found it a little bit unbelievable and inconsistent. Like it was hard to kind of nail down her character and her personality because it did feel like a weird amalgamation of like different characters instead. And there were like certain parts of the movie that I was very confused by, like how she wanted her money and how it was such a part of like her own personal dignity and pride that she have that. And then at the end they burn it. And I didn't understand that or like why. Yeah. Because like, it's not about it? the money. It's it's like the money represents her moving to this stage in her life where she is free from her brother and his tyranny. That's what I I felt like it could be read too, that her burning her money also is showing that she's losing her independence to her husband. Like she did she burn it or did he burn it? He opened the door and he burned it. So they did it together. I don't like that. But I didn't, I also didn't like how, you know, when he threw her at her brother at the end, and like, of course, she's like really upset and her and everything. And then they fought and whatever, and they somehow made up and like her whole demeanor, like switches on a dime. And it's like, well, what changed <clears throat> in those two seconds that made you happy that everything that happened? Well, she thought she married a coward and then she realized that he's not a coward and that made her happy. Am I getting that right? Like he's ready to fight for her. I think that's. I just felt like reading. they needed to make it tidy, so they decided that she was happy with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like they spent all their like budget all on the this fight scene. Watching all the village people watched him throw her at her brother and say, "You know, it's not worth it. Take her back," and like that would be so traumatic. That would stay with you forever. Like the right thing to do in that case I you know at least maybe in this day and age is to leave and be like you know peace out of that relationship especially since it's John Wayne and not 
Clark and not Gable. Clark Gable. <laughs> you didn't believe that they were in love? I, I believed it. I just think he had nothing to offer her. And she was great. So he, had he, was very, he was very tall. And that was nice. And that's about it. Like he, he didn't, didn't say he was rich. Roof. <laughs> Did she he, know that he was rich? He, I mean, I think he made it clear that he could... I mean, he just showed up, then. showed up into town and bought all that land. Like, I yeah. think it was, yeah, he could I afford how, the uh, emerald green paint. I like how so. they were talking in like, what's the Irish language? Is yeah. it Gaelic or something like that? About, and then they're t- talking about him sleeping in a sleeping bag. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. No, so I, love- I think that like, okay, so I watched the movie and I was like, what are they even trying to like tell like this just doesn't even make any sense but then thinking back on it like what's the like main theme that they're trying to get across when I'm looking at it like trying to pick that out I feel like it's a a clash of cultures right he comes from America and he wants to do it a certain way and he's not really ready to accept it and it's not until he kind of lets go of that pride and is willing to fight for his wife even though he thinks it's stupid and he doesn't want to do it you know she gets her money, even though it's not about the money, it's about kind of reconciling those cultural differences and coming together. So I feel like that's kind of what they were getting at. There's also like the the stick, right? That he's supposed to be beating her with. Someone gives him a stick to beat her. At one point, he she hands him a stick as if being prepared to be beaten and he throws it in the fire. And then yeah. at, the end, at the end of was the- Was that after she, he gets back from the five mile walk? I think so. As then she was feeling sad. At, at the end of the movie, there's a stick that she's holding that she throws in the river. And it's almost like she's letting go of that piece of his culture, just like he had to kind of let go of his. So I feel like that was the theme they were going for. It didn't land for me while I was watching it. It was like when I was reading about the movie and kind of interpreting what other people had taken away from it. So that's kind of where that all makes more sense to me you know why is she happy after burning her money and seeing her husband get in a fight and it's like this abusive relationship it's because like that's what their culture is right and so she's finally feeling um seen i guess but i don't know keep going carrie oh so one thing that i remembered well my favorite part or one of my favorite parts is actually between Michaeline and the quiet man's character at the very beginning where um John Wayne reveals who he is and calls Michael or Michaeline a nosy old man and just like Michaeline's reaction to that just how he like leans forward and like covers his face and gets so embarrassed it's like okay that's when I fell in love with him and just thought he was absolute perfection he was just so endearing and so cute and Don Wayne just happened to be there in that perfect <laughs> moment but um another thing that happened in this movie reminded me of a really embarrassing moment for myself where Maureen O'Hara had put the hat on the um yeah the defense yeah. thing that kind of thing happened to me at a steak dance in high oh, school no. oh, had no. our shoe in the middle yeah. And then the men would go and like pick their shoe up and no one picked my shoe. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and just put it back on and like oh, slink off no. to the bathroom. And it was like a really worn out 
penny loafer like I was just gonna ask if it was a penny loafer <laughs> with a penny in it <laughs> of course it was but no one picked my shoe so it was like okay if it can happen to Maureen O'Hara that makes me feel a little bit better about myself <laughs> pretty much my whole upbringing and dating history until Sean so <laughs> anyway it's great I love yeah. that takeaway Paul what's your <laughs> takeaways got any thoughts yeah so well first of all I don't know if you could see me emoting but like that my I was heartbroken for that story that you just told like, like that <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter that we're 20 plus years removed. Like, that's so, oh my gosh, those yeah, are, it hurts. those are, those are serious wounds. Um, so I, I guess some of the things that I, I liked, I kind of liked just jumping into a space that was neither from my era, my children's era, or, oh, sorry, somebody's calling me. Trying to send it to voicemail. Okay, am I still alive? There we go. But yep. like, and um, oh my gosh, just like, <laughs> this is gonna happen multiple times. But it wasn't from my ear. It wasn't my kid. Like, it wasn't an animated movie that had animals that sang the whole time. Like what what we're mostly watching right now. But it wasn't even like from my parents' era. Like it was way way back there, and it was just cool to for me to take a a second and just be like this isn't a film class i'm not analyzing it through those lenses but i'm just seeing if i'll sit through a movie that doesn't conform to like 21st century sensibilities 21st century expectations rhythms music anything like that like it was all very situated in its time right and yet you know the person who made it a ton of like modern day filmmakers say like this person's super influential to me so then I was trying to hold space for it, but I like, I'm uh, unveiling my own ignorance. I didn't even know like that was the movie that shows up in ET. Did you guys already talk about that? No. What? No. You, know, when, you know, when, um, who's, when who's the, this? Dude, like when he kisses Elliot? the girl, like, yeah, when Elliot releases all the frogs and he like grabs the girl's hand and like ET is watching something on TV when he's drunk like at home and he like grabs her arm and then like like it mirrors it am i the only one remembering this part i, I remember, remember nothing from et but no video of that scene here go open it up I Jessica. See let's it. watch it let's here, watch the I, youtube video let of me it. share this it, it has to i i'm i'm fairly it, certain this is the scene uh let me make sure i can share my sound it is shared you hear the music? Yeah, it's when they're in the storm. Or no, the house.
I think what I learned from this is that I may never have seen ET before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, seen that. In Thirty years. I don't think I've, I've ever seen that, that scene in my life. I don't think I've ever seen ET. What? Wow. Did Carrie? Did we not watch it together when we first got married? I don't think so. Because I remember seeing it as an adult. It was still a long time ago, and I hadn't seen it before that since I was really little. No, I remember I watching it and several times thinking, my parents let me watch this. I think I've watched <laughs> the start of it several times because I remember like uh, Reese's Pieces and I remember like the basket in the closet or whatever, but I don't think I've ever seen past that part. No, I remember it freaking me out as a kid and giving me nightmares. So I, I remember clearly having watched it, but only like a few little bits here and there. Like how and we now you love horror movies. That yeah. Freaked me. yeah. Well, so I was, I, I thought that was going to be like a common thread that you guys already talked about like a long time ago, but um, so That's anyway, so, so like, yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the scene from E.T. because E.T. was like the, one of the jams that like my family would watch. Rachel, put it on mute. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what am I hearing? But, um, and so and then so then for the rest of the movie maybe because i had like this childhood connection i felt like my heart was just open to the movie i'm like you know what i'm ready for this ride like maybe it was the et ness maybe it was that somebody you know so many people are influenced by john ford but i'm game like i'm looking through that window and i can tell that it's just a projection and it's not like a real background i don't care like <laughs> yeah, the sound stage when they're on the when they're on the horses and most of the time like we actually see john wayne like it's not really john wayne i'm like i don't care like and so and and i felt like that was maybe i i guess i i was pleasantly surprised that like something that simple could kind of like allow me to jump into the world if that makes sense and just hold it because i, I remember i was um Sorry, I I feel like every time we ever talk, I always say the dumb stuff, and you guys say smart stuff, and then I, um, <laughs> scramble. but but I was listening to a an interview with Greta Gerwig, and she was talking about how black and white movies, like that, that's a perfect metaphor because the whole time you're watching a black and white movie, you are just aware that you're watching a movie, like it's it's always kept kind of at a distance because of the black and white. And then I thought, oh, that's kind of cool too because looking at the window and then it doesn't look quite like a real window and when it's got this blowing tree in the background but it doesn't quite match or there it's on a sound stage and like oh yeah i'm just watching a movie but in the same way that when i go to a play can i kind of change my expectations instead of saying like immerse me so much that like everything else that i'm like the room that i'm actually in becomes fake and instead it's like no the room that i was in was real the whole time and i had a blast Tom, do you want to say anything about it or just just in general just want to talk so anyways i i know that's i know that's not super eloquent i know it seems like just weird ramblings but i but that was the fun of it for me so yeah did you watch it in one sitting um i watched it in 
two lunches at school on a computer in my office so not as much (laughs) i um but i did put on my office door in a zoom meeting come back later (laughs) when really what i was doing was watching a movie by myself and loving my life so (laughs) (laughs) so I have signed an honor code, but I may have momentarily broken it in order to be able to participate in this evening's uh, movie night. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that that's was great. Good. I'm glad you yeah. loved it or enjoyed it more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, and that was the thing. Like, I had, I guess, again, like a positive association. My grandpa, who passed away pretty recently, like he loved John Wayne movies. And so like, to me, watching a John Wayne movie is just like a stroll down nostalgia or amnesia lane where I get to be like, oh yeah, like grandpa would have liked even this one, you know? And then, uh, so I, I think I think it was like kind of a stacked deck for me, but like in the best of ways where I was like, no, I'm, I'm ready. Like, you know, I kind of know how it's gonna end. And I know the good guys are going to win at the end, quote unquote, but I'm, I'm totally Well, ready. everyone wins. That's what, I mean, the, everyone wins at the end, which was good. Yeah, it's like Oprah. It's like, and you win, and you win. <laughs> you know, like everybody wins. So it's great. Yeah, the uh, family, like my family didn't love John Wayne, but we all love Danny Kaye. And so all of Danny Kaye's movies are like The Court Jester or The, the Scarlet Pimp. No, what was the Inspector General? Yeah. And all those other, yeah. And then Marx Brothers too. But Danny Kaye movies is kind of like the John Wayne. My family, like they loved one called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that as a little kid. And it's like, I remember loving it as a little kid and not having it like overly affect me. And then I saw it when my kids were in the room with me. And it's like a really violent film for when it was made. And like has some really interesting stuff. I guess that's just different too like when you got little kids and how you kind of see it differently tommy is more excited about my watch than this conversation so i might have to exit stage left (laughs) cool sean you're up okay um (laughs) i'm trying to think what i have to say i should have made a list um so this someone needed to i know right (laughs) This was my, somehow, I don't know how, my first John Wayne movie ever. Um, Carrie, too. I'm not the only one. Wow. Um, so, like, I, I mean, he's such a part of the American culture that I had a very strong sense of who he was. I've seen a million impressions of him. I've seen a million, like, clips of the movies that he's been in. But this is the first, like, movie that I've seen. Can you do and a the, Howdy Partner John Wayne impression? I haven't practiced, so no. <laughs> I'm not willing to put myself out there on a recorded <laughs> Zoom call. Okay. Um, no, but um, it was kind of surprising to me, like how much I knew, like, okay, this is who John Wayne is. And it was like, that's true. Like, he's just that thing that I've absorbed through popular culture. Um, he's a Simpsons cartoon. Yeah. He's just like this tall, like, charismatic handsome guy and that's kind of all he has going for him like he's not really a good actor and reading reviews like a lot of people said this was like some of his finest acting of all time okay it's kind of like it's kind of like hobie doyle from uh, hell caesar yeah well and 
It, it was weird to me too because his role in this movie is really the straight man. Like he's surrounded by all these characters, uh-huh. so all he has to do is just like, you know, be the sounding board that they can all play against. But he was just so John Wayne that even being this guy that's not really acting too much, like it's he didn't seem like the right fit to play the straight man. Um, like Carrie said, I did have some reservations about um, what's her name, the love interest, Maureen. Um, yeah, I Mary Kate. It just it felt very acted to me. But I think when I kind of embraced that, I was okay with it. You know, kind of like what Paul was saying, like you accept, okay, this is a movie. These aren't like people that are doing method acting and they're trying to like make you lose yourself and forget that you're even watching something. It's like, okay, this is a movie from the fifties and they're acting like actors from the fifties and I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Um, I thought it was funny how they said that, you know, talking about her freckles and temper and like she has this perfect smooth skin with no freckles and tons of makeup. It's like, are we talking about the same person? Um, <laughs> I already said this, but I thought it was hilarious that her brother was like 40 years older than her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. I kind of butted in when Carrie was talking and you know, I think the brother had too much screen early. time. They gave too much. Oh man, I wish John Wayne was better. I wish that main character was better cast. Like, I I have the same. I wish hopes for this movie, the Clark Gable type, someone to to like. <laughs> no, one thing that I really was thinking about a lot while I was watching this is. Like, this is a movie I never would have watched by myself. And I really like that movie club kind of forces me to watch these movies, but not only just watch them. Like, if I, for some reason, watched this movie outside of the context of movie club, I just wouldn't have liked it. But I watched it, like, with a critical eye and thinking about, you know, like, why did Jessica choose this? What are people going to think about this? What's yeah. Jason going to hate the most? You know, like, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm really sad we don't get the Jason. Yeah, Jason. I I want to hear Jason's takeaway from The Quiet Man. (laughs) Yeah, but that's been one of like my main positive experiences with Movie Club in general is like a lot of these movies are ones that I wouldn't have chosen to watch. And if I did, I probably wouldn't have liked them. But watching them like with this frame of mind, I go into it enjoying it, even if I don't really love the movie, you know? Yeah, that's how I was with Lady Hawk, I think. If I would just sit down and watch Lady Hawk, I'm like, oh, this is a, a weird 80s genre type. And then like everyone gets to talk about it and it's fun. <laughs> Matthew Broderick in the Middle Ages. I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Oh, I had a question about <clears throat> so when I when I saw like John Wayne like walking all quiet man uh, like. I just kept on thinking of Hobie Doyle walking into the Lawrence Lawrence movie and just would that it were so simple. I could like, I could picture Lawrence Lawrence talking to John Wayne, telling him to say, would that it were so simple. And then he couldn't do it. (laughs) I I like that parallel. I did did have a, a thought and I, I didn't chase it like far enough down to, 
to think it through, but um, who is the 21st century John Wayne? Like, is there one? one. Do we have a, a, a John Wayne of our era? Oh, Rock, uh, the rock the rock the rock's a horrible actor and he's the same character and he's just a character of himself isn't he he can't act but he's I just would, the rock in every movie i would have said tom cruise honestly what i think tom oh. cruise has more range than that does he huh? i, I watched jack he, reacher he kind of tom cruise's tom cruise but he i've still seen him in stuff where i was impressed with his acting ability when he goes outside of his regular repertoire of movies well the tom cruise has got a lot more range and he is crazy but the rock is just pretty much like trying to be the tough cool guy all the time but wait 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 so i do we is it a consensus that like john wayne can't act or because i thought he <laughs> I thought, he did, I thought he did okay. Like, but I, I, I mean, like, I'm gonna say I actually think that his like stone faced John Wayne as John Wayne works for this character because he's just this like bull of a man from America barging through Irish traditions. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't care to that much to like listen or change, and he's just kind of doing his own thing. So, like, for this specific role, I do think it works. Um, but yeah, I don't think that he has that much range. It kind of changed the subject a little bit. His character reminded me a lot of um, just him in particular about like maybe that era of what men thought men should be like. Right. You know what? Like me as a woman, like I wasn't particularly attracted to his personality or <coughs> his whatever, but I felt like He's if no I were a hammer. man, I'd be a lot more impressed with him. Like that's what a man should be. They should throw their women around and get into fights. And oh, it's Army Hammer. That's what like he that. is. Jessica I was it. gonna say that, like, if Army Hammer wasn't a psychopath, I think it could have been Army Hammer. Like he was. If he, hadn't, if he hadn't been branding women and such, yeah. <laughs> what about Clint Eastwood? I know that's old. Yeah, though. definitely Clint yeah. Eastwood. But he's kind of. He was the next generation. He was like. John Wayne passed the torch to Clint Eastwood because they were both in Westerns. Our parents, John Wayne. I think so. And plus, like, Clint Eastwood, I think, I mean, he's he's a decorated director, at least, whether you like his acting or not. Like, he's got some sort of artistic eyes. I was thinking, like, a Jason Statham or, I don't know, something like where you're kind of like, Jason Statham is Jason Statham, you know? (laughs) like Yeah. Something like, but maybe it is The Rock. Maybe it's Vin Diesel or Vin Diesel yeah yeah I mean I love Vin Diesel I watched F9 in the theater with Rachel definitely Vin Diesel I concur (laughs) yeah sorry Rachel has the same uh tell tell your story about John Wayne and Dean Dean loves John Wayne my stepdad looks like John Wayne he's a cowboy well he's a a rancher He's not, he doesn't have horses. He, he kind of like walks like John Wayne. He's got boots. He's got like 20 head of cattle right now. Beef, um, steer and all that. He walks like John Wayne. He's got the boots. He doesn't wear the boots anymore because he's got diabetes. His feet hurt. But 
he loved John Wayne. I was just looking through all of the movies, John Wayne's movies, and I recognized like 10 movie covers because we had them. I never watched them. I was thinking like we watched Wrestlers Rhapsody all the time, but he wasn't in that. And that was more of a comedy. Really? Anything else? But... <laughs> it's loud here in Mount Lawrence's soccer game. We're almost done. Soccer practice. Yeah. Practice. It's great. Rachel watched the end with me, right? Or some of the middle. I watched the you race. Watched like 20 minutes. Oh, the horse race. Did you watch any of the yeah. fight? No. Mm-mm. I watched the race and I really liked the um the father. Yeah. And how Michael-y. the other guy had to get the, the father's approval and the father was like, sure, why not? I don't care. <laughs> oh, the father, like the stoic priest guy. Yeah, the priest. Oh yeah. He was very stoic. I like the schemers. I like the schemers the that tried to get uh the older brother, Maureen O'Hara's brother. <clears throat> they kind of lied to him about how the widow loved him and the, those guys were fun. Like Carrie said, all the side characters were were the best. And what else is Maureen O'Hara in? So many things. Let's look it up. Miracle on 34th Street. Is that her? I think so. Is that right? Yeah. Right. That was before this, though. That's a black and white one from like the 40s, isn't it? Mm, that doesn't matter, though. Sometimes black and white shows up on all kinds of times. I don't That's know. Right. Black and See, white. Seems By the way, older. John Wayne was in like 30 John Ford movies. Yeah. What else did John Ford do? What? Searchers. Uh, like every movie set on the Navajo reservation, <laughs> like the man who shot Liberty Valance, how the yeah. West was one, Donovan's Reef. That was John Wayne was old in that. It's kind of like what Steven Spielberg was trying to do with Warhorse, like paying. Yeah, yeah. Warhorse is like Spielberg making a John Ford movie. Yeah, so, like, very weird to watch. Because AI is Spielberg making Daddy. Kubrick, and then Warhorse oh, okay. is Spielberg Daddy. making. Yeah, what's up, bud? Diaper. Do I have a diaper? I do have a diaper on me. Yeah, you have a diaper on you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, the Rixes might exit, but um, I'm sorry. I just messed up the whole movie night and came late, and I'm leaving her early. But you it was didn't awesome. Messed it up. That made it amazing. <laughs> Thanks, my Paul. Part. Uh, yeah, that was so good watching ET. <laughs> I know. Oh, Rachel, you missed it. All right. Well, I love you guys tons. See ya. Bye. I took a covert picture, so uh, sorry. You didn't even get to smile. So Maureen O'Hara was in an early Hunchback of Notre Dame movie, which I think... Was she Esmeralda or whatever her name is? Yeah. Yeah, she'd be great. Miracle on 34th Street. What year was that? Miracle? Yeah, she was in the Parent Trap. That was forty-seven. Oh yeah, she was in the Parent. Oh, she was the fiance, the evil stepmom. No, that the almost was she the good one? Yeah, she's the. She's the real mom? mom. I think so. I don't remember. It's been too long. One of them. She could fit in either one. Lawrence just scored. Gabby, you ditched your own fun soccer game for this? It's, not, it's a practice. All right. It's a practice, but yeah, I had to do a lot of 
driving today let's just say i went last week are you gonna go get owen or did you already get owen owen's home okay everyone's home except for lawrence <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know these things <laughs> i guess owen's what 12 now so yeah that's weird yeah he takes care of himself it's great i love it and Henry, oh. didn't you just turn 14 or something? Uh huh. Henry's 14. Um, who's doing the next one? So Jason is at the top of the list, but I don't know when we're ever going to get him back. Yeah. So Carrie is next if Jason doesn't somehow come back. So. So should I pick a movie? Yes. All right. I will choose maybe my favorite movie of all time, at least top three movies that should be shared with the world and everyone should watch it and love it. And that movie is Breaking Away. Oh, yeah. The Cutters. I was waiting for you to say, and that movie is Hostel. (laughs) And that movie is House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I just watched that recently too. Actually, both the old one and the new one, new-ish. Uh, yeah, Cutters, love it. Dennis Quaid. Um, Dennis. Name some other people. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Do you have a Cutters T-shirt? No, I want one, but Cutters kind of means something different now, so that's why I really wouldn't wear it. fun it's got italian bikers as mm-hmm. in road pedal bikers mm-hmm. <laughs> got a quarry got a quarry I'm excited to watch him cut the rocks yeah that's have great you seen I'm excited. i don't think i have i'm reading the plot i don't think i've ever seen this okay. don't read it you just love <laughs> with italian stuff in them I think Jeremy and Heidi Chad gave that to us for Christmas from the dollar store when you're. I think so. I think we have the DVD. <laughs> yeah. Do we still have the DVD? I can Probably. think to look to see if you have to pay to watch it. Let's I choose another movie if you have to pay to watch it? No. I think we're all adults and we can find the movie. Okay. Do you remember like when we were teens and we'd take so many dollars to a video store and just walk around and pick out like crappy movies and then take them home and they were crappy <laughs> and the new releases were like over five dollars to rent and you could only rent it for like two days mm-hmm. what a time vhs i wasted so much of my life walking around blockbuster trying to decide what to watch uh-huh and then the, those like horror movie covers like Evil Dead 2 or whatever with like the skeleton cover. Those are always stick out to me. Isn't that how you, uh, how Troll 2 came into your life? Was you guys were renting a scary movie and it ended up being Troll 2? Yeah, because my brother was, Jerem took us to the Great American Video up the street and he wouldn't let us rent a rated R scary movie, but we could rent a PG-13 scary movie and Troll 2 is what we chose. I thought Troll 2 was rated R PG-13. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's just PG-13. 
Yeah, I think I so. I don't think there's anything rated R. There's no like swearing or nudity. There are some S words, but not enough to take it over into an R. Yeah, there's some S words. Yeah, because Joshua is not a little. Sh- That's right. <laughs> That's Very enunciative. That's he's right. Ju- he's like just you- sensitive. He's just sensitive. <laughs> the mom. Oh man, troll two for movie club. What a what a treat. Well, my second choice is you can watch it for free on other places. I choose oh, no. a backup movie. Mm-mm. You don't think oh. so? Oh, no, we're going to do Breaking Away. Is it uh, Steve Prefontaine? Is what? Uh, the Steve Prefontaine running movie. The, you mean for my second choice movie? Yeah. No, it was uh, Strictly Ballroom. <sighs> Oh, a Baz Luhrmann? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rachel's a Baz Luhrmann fan. I think that's probably my favorite. I do think it we should watch that sometime for this, though. Mm-hmm. What, Jessica? Really I do think we should watch that sometime for this. You're telling Henry that he needs to watch it? That's fun. Mm-hmm. Henry's, in a, Henry's in a play this weekend. Oh, what play? What play is it? It's like a murder mystery a thing. A murder yes. mystery dinner theater. That's exciting. What's he's got to he's got to have a monocle and he's got a big part. Is he ready? Yeah, he said he had his lines memorized like the first week or two of and everyone else is reading off the book. Wow. <laughs> Baller. That's a boss move. What is he in like ninth, eighth grade? Ninth grade? He's in eighth grade. Yeah. Next year is high school. Next year's high school. I remember when I was in high school. It wasn't that long ago. I try not to. Yeah. So that's what the Rick's Brothers podcast is. It's just random memories from brothers from all years. And sometimes I have a topic and other times we just talk about current things. I don't know. So it's I not. You, for... I thought you only had one episode. Uh yeah, that's what that one episode is. <laughs> so sometimes you do this on your that's one episode. Lot. Yeah, it wasn't like, like a one thing. It's like for a little bit we were talking about childhood memories. Another thing we're talking about Hawaii plans. Another time we were talking. It's like an hour long, and we talk about all these other things. It's great. Uh, any other segments that we're missing? Any other wrap ups? Um, How's the lizard show doing? Oh, what is that? I'm just kidding. Jason's lizard channel. Oh, Clint's Reptiles. Clint's Reptiles. I don't know. I haven't watched any Clint's Reptiles. We need to ask Jason and Will. They're up to 416,000 subscribers. What? (laughs) That's a lot of people. That's so many people. Good for them. Uh, who would have thought that it would be like Jason and Will and uh, a reptile like biologist that would make viral videos or just popular videos on the internet? That's a random thing. But it kind of tracks. Kind of, yeah. Jason's like so like serious and business minded. I can see Will going out there, but Will's so serious and um, 
I wouldn't say business minded. What's Will now? Can't can't think. He's not like crazy Will from freshman year. But he's still definitely Will. Yeah. He's like a grown-up version of Will, which is confusing because I still picture him as like a crazy freshman version of Will. <laughs> Great. Loved it. That was fun, Jessica. Good choice. I'm glad you guys watched it. I want to <laughs> know. Say I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I enjoyed watching it. That's good. McLean really is the best. And there's a lot that is complicated about it. So complicated, unlikable. I don't know. Still love it. Um, what does Michaeline say when the bed breaks? By the way, um, Breaking Away is available if you do a seven-day Cinemax trial. He says, impetuous, Homeric. That's what he says when he's on seeing the broken bed. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, no, or you just get it from the library or buy it so you can have it forever. There's going to be some short 80 shorts going on. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of short shorts. <laughs> um, am I forgetting something? Books. Books. Maybe. Yeah, books. I was reading uh, Raymond Chandler's Farewell, My Lovely. I'm almost done with it. And I'm going to read The Body in the Library. So that's going to be good. That's oh, I read that. Mm -hmm. Agatha a, Christie, right? Yeah. Isn't it like a... It's a marple play is All it a play books? i know there's a bunch of yeah i i i read an agatha christie and then i get the bbc Poirot or marple library dvd and i watch it to see how it compares did we talk about death on the nile we did right last time no that was for your other podcast or other zoom oh call. my cousin's one yeah, Rachel well, just has a Rachel has a book club with her cousins. It was really good. Yep, I read him my review of it. We loved it. The book was not as good. But the movie was amazing. I heard that I heard that guy's gonna do like a Marple cinematic universe after he does a Poirot or maybe at oh, the same cool. time. That'd be interesting. I'm I'm all on board with um with him continuing the the Poirot movies. It's fun to watch. Wonder what's gonna be next. Anybody have any intel? What's his name? Kenneth. Isn't it Kenneth Branagh? Branagh? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. That's how you say it? Branagh. Chad, did you call Kenneth what? Branagh? What? Kenneth Branagh. 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 I don't know. We can't hear you, Rachel. You're cutting out. Or am that I cutting guy? out? It's actor, director, Shakespearean. 
he's everything yeah it's we me. should I just I'm driving. when we get through the next round of people we should just do a survey of all of kenneth Branagh's movies there's a lot there dead again much to do about nothing hamlet Henry the fifth i think his is the best hamlet Oh, they don't know. This is the Nerdist blog <laughs> article just speculating. It'd be good to see the mysterious affair at Styles or the Big Four or the. I just read both of those. Big Four is really cheesy. I had a hard time getting through. I think because I was just distracted with other things, and so I kept picking it up and putting it down, picking it up and putting it down. So it was really hard for me to figure out what was happening in the story yeah it's really weird and it's like uh too big for a for a poirot poirot should be like a small closed house murder mystery instead of like this worldwide spy and like global threat mystery mm -hmm. i don't know that's just me that's Did my you poirot. see the um john malkovich abc murders Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't, his I accent was insane. His what? His accent. Yeah. <laughs> was so bad. I enjoyed that, but his accent, oh my gosh. I thought it was interesting. Those like, ones are the background too... they gave him too. Mm -hmm. But I like I think one. there was there's a Bill Nighy uh ordeal by innocence that has um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really good. It's they made it a lot different than the book. Oh yeah. But I think they did a good job on it. I added it to my list, but I haven't. Alice read. Eve was in there. Mm -hmm. There was another cool, one. It guys. wasn't Poirot, but it was it had Rufus Sewell in it. Was that? That's a different one. The White Horse or something. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, like his wife was murdered mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah I watched. And then that. he gets remarried. Yeah. Pale horse, that's what it's called. I like Rufus Sewell. He's the best. Yeah. Can we do Cold Comfort Farm for one of our movies? Yes. I showed that to Sean's family and everybody hated it. <laughs> well, I felt very stupid sitting there laughing, being the best only one laughing ever made. throughout it. And There's everyone no was just butter in hell. <laughs> everyone was smiling politely <laughs> that movie's i tried to warn you that it wasn't going to be a hit with my family I it's not a wiggins movie and Elisa would have liked it, but nope swing and a miss <laughs> what's movie. your family into sean what did you grow up watching <sighs> nothing good <laughs> i don't know I feel, I mean, I was just watching movies with my little brothers. We just watched Home Alone 10,000 times. And there was one summer where, like, the only thing we did all summer was watch Robin Hood Men in Tights and Cool Runnings. Like, we weren't watching good movies when I was growing up. What did your parents watch? Did they watch movies at all? Not really. They go to a lot of movies now. They go to the movie theater a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. That's not something that they're like really into. I don't know. Huh. Oh, and any news on the Weezer albums, the seasons? No? I haven't seen anything new, no. Me neither. 
excited. So Weezer supposed I, to come out with four albums this year, one for oh. each season. And it was supposed to be on March 21st, which would be the Equinox, right? Or am I missing that? I think that's right. I think Who that was they the plan. Think they are Brandon Sanderson. Oh, did Brandon Sanderson have a seasons book? He randomly announced that he wrote four books during the pandemic and they're all coming out during the next year, I think. Wow. Yeah, didn't he crowdfund it and like yeah he's he met his goal in like five minutes yeah of course he did yeah i don't know why he's doing that he doesn't need to but yeah you know you can the publisher will pay him to yeah like he's a he's a gold mine but i think the whole thing was that he had written four and the publisher wants to put out books at a certain rate and so he was like okay i can self-publish these if i crowdfund them i'm not sure but I, i think that was it that sounds like a reasonable explanation oh yeah i tried to read uh station 11 mm. and i got until they left that preacher town and they were leaving that preacher town where the bad guy is and i had weird dreams and never went back to it <laughs> i can't read books that affect my dreams oh dear Oh, I want to ask, especially since both Rachel and Jessica are here and you too, Chad. Um, My daughter loves reading science fiction fantasy. She's also very particular about content. Like the first time she read Harry Potter, she stopped reading it because Harry Potter lied and she was very offended by that. Yeah. Harry Um, Potter's the worst. I agree. (laughs) I mean, that was a few years ago now and she was lightened up. No, as in the character Harry Potter. I like the books. Oh, okay. (laughs) um but anyway like if there's good and she loves brandon sanderson like she read the Mistborn. i don't know if it's a trilogy or a series but she loved that and she's read like wings of fire and like the warrior cat series like mm-hmm. half a dozen times each so like that's good fun. clean appropriate Has she book. read much madeline langle or is that something she'd be into um i'm not sure i think i think she tried to give a wrinkle in time ago maybe we even tried to read it as a family and it was a lot weirder than i i, it's I definitely yeah. read that book recently so i probably read it to her okay yeah i would I recommend reading that like a bazillion times when yeah, i was me reading. too but it was so weird yeah it's weird i rem- i would recommend book. um Diana Wynn Jones. Mm-hmm. I think all of the Howl's Moving Castles are good. There's like three of those, and they are pure. Yeah, and she she's great. The, um, Studio Ghibli movies, including Howl's Moving Castle. So Diane. Yeah, Wynn? I think she Diane Wynn Jones. Yeah, they did. That's what the Howl's Moving Castle Ghibli is based off of. Mm-hmm. She's an English author, and she's from like the 80s and early 90s, and um oh and the christomancy series there's four of those diana pretty much everything she writes is really cute and mystical and And, yeah it's fan it's magic it's fantasy it's about little kids um Mm -hmm. they're good characters it's not like teen it's not like um aragon and inheritance and those like kind of like or mature fantasy, violent fantasy, mm-hmm. like with adult themes. These are like four kids, 
but their parents can read them. They're for families. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked them. I read them all and I loved them as an adult. Okay. So I think she would really like them. Yeah, because she's got like a high school, college reading level. Like she's crazy mm-hmm. smart, but you know, How she's old is still she right now? Like 11? 12. 12. Wow. Yeah, she just turned 12 a couple, oh, I guess a month ago now. I really I like. I wouldn't um, recommend Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time would be like no. too advanced or too dark content. Yeah, it's too violent, too dark. Yeah, don't read Wheel of Time if you're sensitive to like Harry Potter lying and violence. She's. I mean, she's gotten better because, like, in Warrior Cats and Wings of Fire, like, cats are constantly at war and killing each other. So. Yeah, but this is more like real and gritty. It's like, yeah, I don't think it's for kids. Okay. I really liked um, Garth Nix. I don't know if you've ever read like Sabriel and the Aporcent trilogy, but he also. All these words that you're saying sound made up. Mm -hmm. Can you type that? Because I have no idea. Did you you say that Garth Garth Nix is someone's real name and not like a fantasy name? He's a real person. (laughs) Garth Nix. And he actually has a series that I haven't read that's about like kids that are a little bit younger that she might like that I've heard good things about, but I can't necessarily vouch for it. But Mm -hmm. um, I remember reading the first book in this trilogy when I was... I guess sophomore in high school and I loved it I've read this series like a bazillion times it is the it's about like necromancy so it's a little dark mm-hmm. in that way but like she's a good upstanding character trying to do good things and the world is really interesting and like the magic okay. and everything and there's so- he's written a bunch of other books kind of not there's like the trilogy and then a couple more books and he's written a bunch of short stories about the same world as well okay Australian author Garth Nix. I didn't know he was Australian. 1995 with the novel Sabriel oh, and continued the novels Liriel and Abhorson and Golden Hand. There's like a 15 or 20 Wizard of Oz books and those are really fun and cute. Yeah. What was that one that we loved, Chad? It was like Rinky Tink in Oz. Yeah, there's some fun ones, but there's some weird ones too. There's some weird ones. Rinky Tinky and Oz, I remember being really funny. Yeah, those are classic 100 year, 115 year old books. I like I just them. watched a YouTube video actually where they did a deep dive into the Wizard of Oz movies and the books and how Return to Oz, like the most nightmarish one uh-huh. of all of them, was actually the most true. Yeah. The spirit of they the, had the wheelies. Like. The wheelies were so creepy. They were that less creepy in the book. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, who's the actress in that? Oh, she's a famous actress now. That played the little girl. Uh huh. Jeruza Balk, is that it? Is that how you say her name? She was in like the craft. Yep. I think. She was in the craft. Jeruza mm-hmm. Balk, you're right. And a little super gir- cute book that I really liked was Midsummer's Mayhem really cute there's lots of recipes in it too recipes cute (laughs) all right that's it hey it's been almost two hours how long is our longest one about two hours at least since jessica and i have joined 
Oh yeah. One more segment and then we can end this unless anybody else has anything. Yeah, like uh, Vast of Night has four plays and <laughs> Hail Caesar has 11 plays. Whoa. Jane Eyre's up there at 21. Nice. M16, Lady Hawk 10. So it looks like uh, Vast of Night is, <laughs> is the least to listen to. Give it time. I think that's because everyone, uh, all of us were on that one, right? So we didn't have to download it. Okay, that's it. And the movie's uh, Breaking Away. Dennis Quaid. Oh, are you setting a time for next time? Oh, yeah. Let's call it. <laughs> April. We are going to be back on the 12th. Should we do it on the 13th, Rachel? Or is that going to be too crazy? Let's just do the 20th. 13th is great because... Or should we do 420, break. baby? <laughs> no? 420? <laughs> <laughs> what about... You said 13th is the spring break? Yeah, the 13th. So that's good spring for... Break how, in April? Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's too hot in May. Well, we have ours in March. We just yeah. had ours last week. Oh yeah. That would have been good. <laughs> All right. Hey, 13th, yes or no? Sure. 13th is fine. Yeah. April 13. I wonder if Wednesdays are still the best day because it seems like the past couple of times it's been hard for people to make it. Uh yeah. Well, the, the only the person with a strong opinion about a day is Anthony, and I think he said Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and Tuesdays are no good for me. So Wednesdays is good for me. I don't know. Okay, we'll keep doing Wednesdays, unless someone has a stronger opinion nope. and wants to do it like on a Sunday night or something. Nope. I'll come well, no matter what night we do it on. So. Me too. I'm I'm dedicated. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh. Oh, yeah, I move that we adjourn this session of Movie Club. Oh, any any second, or what do I say? All second those... it. We all second it. <laughs> all right. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, send me that recording, Jessica. I will. See, see ya. Bye.